Shalom to all. Today's office is Gendav Chafhei, and we're starting the top line with the last word on the line, Ze'iri. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam Sarabas, Rabbi Yaakov Maisha, her Neshama should have an aliyah, and Lili Nishmas, Rabbi Yechmiel Mardachai, Rabbi Chaim, his Neshama should have an aliyah. Now, the Mishnah, we had learned of a number of cases where the get is possible because of Lishma. And the Gemara yesterday concluded with two opinions of what would be if such a get was used. And both agreed that at least in some of the cases of the Mishnah, a woman who receives such a get is partially divorced. The Lashon Gemara is that apostles her. This means she's also to remain with her husband if he's a Kayin, and if he dies, she isn't allowed to marry a Kayin because she's not considered an Almana, she's considered a Grusha. Now, we continue discussing these Getin, however, with a focus on the last case of the Mishnah, which is about a fellow who was married to two women with the same name, and he had instructed the cipher to write a Get, having in mind that it's for either one, and later on, he's going to choose which one he's going to give it to. Now, the reason this Get is possible is because we say, Ain Breira. Now, let's talk about Breira for a bit because it's going to be the focus of today's Gemara. Breira is often translated as retroactive clarification. In legal terminology, this is a law called relation back. And the general concept is that an act done at a later time is legally deemed to have occurred at an earlier time. So the way that Breira would work by a get is that when the cipher writes the get, it's unclear which wife it's for. However, later on, when the husband hands it to one of them, Breira would tell us that Hover Hadover Lamafreya, it's now been retroactively clarified that it was written for that woman that received it. And by the mission telling us that this get is possible, it's telling us ain't Breira. Something where it says, Ziri Yomar, Ziri says, Kulan ain't Paislin, none of these get in, in the Mishnah, if they were given to the woman, are going to possible her, Chutzman Achran, except for this last case that we had just mentioned. Rabbi says the same thing. None of these Githin are going to pass her except for the last one. Rabbi Yechon says, Even this last get, if it's given to her, it's not going to pass her because we say, and therefore the get's not valid whatsoever, not a kihuzeh. Brothers that split up their Yerusha, they're considered like they're buying from each other, and they have to return the properties to each other when it comes to time. Now, what's this referring to? So when a father dies, let's say he has two sons, Reuven and Shimon, they inherit him, and we say that automatically 50% of his estate goes to Reuven and the other 50% to Shimon. Now, we don't know which 50% rightfully belongs to each son, so what do we do? They have to make an official chalukah, they divide the property up, and when that division happens, we say that each brother gladly exchanges what he's receiving for what his brother is getting, even though maybe that technically belongs to him. And this quote-unquote exchange is viewed by Rabbi Yechanan as a sale. And that's what the Gemara means when we say is hain, they're purchasers, it's like they're buying these properties from each other, again, even though they're just splitting it up as a Yerusha, and this has relevance to the mitzvah in the Torah, that if one purchases a steachuza, ancestral property, it has to be returned to the original owner at Yaival. So to here, these brothers are like Lekuchais, and therefore, when it comes Yaival, they have to return these properties to each other, and most probably they would have to make a division once more. Now we see from here that obviously Rebbechen holds that we do not hold to the concept of Breira, because if we were to apply Breira to Yerusha, we would say that once a division is made, Hover Hadavr Mafreya, it's now been retroactively clarified that this portion always belonged to this brother and they wouldn't be viewed as lakuchais. The fact that they're being viewed as lakuchais tells us that we say Ein Breira. Now the Gemara tells us Utsricha, we have to have both of these members from Rabbi Yechanan telling us Ein Breira. If we only had this member from Rabbi Yechanan about our Mishnah, about the case of a get, we might say it's only over here by Getin that Rabbi Yechanan says Ein Breira. Because we have to fulfill the Pasuk that says La, which means it has to be written Lishma. So therefore we can't say Breira. But over there, in the case of Yerusha, Maybe it's only in the case of a real sale that the Torah says that the field goes back to the original owner by Yaival. But if we're talking about a Yerusha or a gift, we wouldn't necessarily say that, and therefore we need Rabbi Yechanan to say his halacha even in the case of Yerusha. And if we only had the case of Sadeh, I might say that the only reason why the field has to go back by Yaival is because of one of these two reasonings. Meaning, if we only had the Yerusha case, we wouldn't necessarily know that Rabbi Yechanan holds Ein Breira. Because perhaps the reason why the fields have to go back by Yaival is because of a Chumrah, 
or because the Torah wishes that by Yevil, the field is supposed to revert back to its original state. That's what we mean by Ketchila, but nothing to do with Breira, and therefore, over here, I might say it's not so, meaning over here, in the case of the Gitin, I might say that Yesh Breira. Tzricha, therefore, I need Rabbi Yechon to comment, even in the Gitin case, to say that we hold Ein Breira. How can you talk about Breira? Let's say a person told the scribe, he told the cipher, write the get intending that it's going to be for whichever one of my wives walks out of the door first. Again, we're talking about a very similar case to the Mishnah where he has two wives that have the same exact name and he tells the cipher, write it, having in mind that whichever one walks out the door, she's going to be the one that's divorced. Mahu, what's the halacha? So Amr'le Yehuda told him, Tanisu, we learned it in our Mishnah. What did our Mishnah say? Yasser Mikain, more than this, Amr'le Lavlar, if he told the cipher, write it for whichever one I decide I'm going to divorce her. Apostle Lagarish by he's not on a divorce with it. Alma, we see from here, ain't Breira. And since we say ain't Breira, so in your case as well, Rabbi Shaya, it's not going to be a valid get. But now, Ezra, Rabbi Shaya continued asking him, what do you mean? We see Yash Breira. We have a mission that tells us, Ha'arim Labanov, a person tells his children, Ha'arim Shaykh the Pesach, Al Mishayal, Mikem Rishan, Yushalayim, Amin Shaykh the Karim Pesach, for whichever one of you gets to Yushalayim first. Kim Shaykh has Rishan, Rashiv Rubai, once the first one gets into Yushalayim, which means his head and the majority of his body got into Yushalayim, Zacha Bechalkai, he Zach and his Chalak, because he was the first one, Umazakas Ech of Imai, and he's also Mazakas brothers with him. Now, how does this work? So first of all, we know that a person needs to be nimne. He needs to be registered to a carbon Pesach. You can't just decide last minute that you're going to join somebody's carbon Pesach. Before the carbon Pesach shechted, you have to be registered to that carbon Pesach. So the father went up to Yushalayim early and he told his children, hey Chavra, whichever one of you gets to Yushalayim first, you're going to be zaychad to join in my carbon Pesach with me. Now the father shechted the carbon Pesach before that child got into Yushalayim. But we're still saying that once that kid gets to Yushalayim, he's zaychad and his chilek in the carbon Pesach. It must be that we're working with Breira over here. That once he gets into Yushalayim, Hover, Hadavr Lamafreya, is retroactively been clarified that he was one that was registered to the Karim Pesach. So Rabbi Shai is asking Rabbi Huda from this Mishnah, we clearly see the Yash Breira. So Amalei Rabbi Huda told him, Hashai Buri, Hashai my son, Ma'inin Pesach Metzal Gitin. What does the Karim Pesach case have to do with the get? Ha'itamar Allah was already stated on the Karim Pesach case. Amr Rabbi Yechon Rabbi Yechon said, The why is it the father made this whole contest with his children, whichever one of you gets to Yerushalayim first gets to be part of the Karim Pesach? In order to get them to be speedy and conscientious in doing mitzvahs, he wanted to get them excited about coming to Yerushalayim for Pesach. So he made this little contest with them, but really he intended to join all of them in the carbon pesach, and they cannot be actually midoyk like that. Because the Mishnah says, Once the first one got his head and majority of his body into Yishalayim, Zacha bechalkai, he zachin his chelak, umezakas echav imai, and he's mezakas brothers with him. Now we have a brishleim adamin who make kara. If you want to say that the father had originally registered them to the carbon pesach, meaning he had all of them in mind, shapir. So this makes sense. Eli yamid who. But if you want to say that he didn't have all of them in mind, could he register? Through them after he ready shechted the carbon pesach, he can't do that. But tonight we have a mission that says very clearly: menu, a person is allowed to register themselves and pull the registration away from the carbon pesach until shechted. And by the fact that we said in this mishnah that everyone gets to join the carbon pesach, it must be the father always had them in mind. And again, the only reason why he made this contest was because he wanted to get them excited about coming to Yerushalayim and not for any other reason. And therefore, there's no breira being discussed over here. And just like this. My so there's a story: the kid mubanis labanim and the daughters got to Yerushalayim before. For the sons. And it turned out that the daughters were quick and the sons were lazy. Now, this Brysa does not say it turns out that the daughters were able to join and the sons weren't able to join. It says that the girls were quick and the boys were slow, but everyone was able to join, so it must be they were not discussing Breira at all. And in this case, of Karm Pesach, the father registered everyone beforehand, and this whole thing was really just a contest. But now, Amr Abai. Abai asks on this conversation between Rav Shai and Rav Yehuda, Rav Shai had asked Rav Yehuda regarding a case that was Talib Dasa Kherim. We're going to 
explain this in a moment. But Kapashit Leib, Rabbi Yehuda answered him, Tailab Das Atzmai, from a case that's discussing Tailab Das Atzmai. But other mice of lay, and then Rabbi Shaya asked him again, Tailab Das Acherim, from a case that's Tailab Das Acherim. And how does that make sense? So let's explain it by his question. Rabbi Shaya's first question to Rabbi Yehuda was about a case that the outcome had to do with somebody else. That's what Tailab Das Acherim means. The outcome is relying on somebody else. What was the case that he was talking about? A fellow went to cipher, having him write a get that it was going to be for whichever woman walked out the door first. So that's Tailab Das Acherim. That has to do with somebody else. Which woman is going to walk through the door? And that's nothing to do with the man himself. And Rabbi Huda's response was from a case whose outcome has to do with him. Tayla Bedas Atzmai. Rabbi Huda was responding from our Mishnah, where he had told the cipher Leiza Sheertza Agarish, which everyone I choose, I'm going to divorce her. And again, that's Tayla Bedas Atzmai that has to do with him, not anybody else. And then Rabbi Shai's rejoinder was once again from a case that was Tayla Bedas Acherim, the kids racing for the Karim Pesach. And Rabbi's question is that maybe the rules of Breira are different for these cases. Maybe when we're talking about Breira of Tayla Bedas Atzmai, that's different than we're talking about Breira for Tayla Bedas Acherim. Rava, Rava tells Abai, my kosho, why is that a question? Dilma, perhaps, demand Islay Brera, the one that holds a Brera, it doesn't make a difference if the outcome is totally on himself or the outcome is totally on somebody else, he would hold a Brera. And Amanda Leslie Brera, the one that doesn't hold a Brera, it doesn't make a difference if the outcome is totally on somebody else or on himself, he wouldn't hold the Brera. So your question, Abai, is not really a valid question. But now, Amalei from Shashu Rava, or from Shashu asked Rava, that's not true what you're saying. Because Bahar Rabbi Huda, the in a case of Rabbi Huda does not hold a Brera, but when it's Talibdas Acherim, when the outcome is totally on somebody else, Rabbi Huda does hold a Brera. What's the case when the outcome is totally on himself? The Rabbi Huda doesn't hold a Brera. The time you have a Brera, a person that bought wine from Kusim, and he has to take off Trumas and Maestris, he doesn't have a pitcher or a jug to pour the wine off into. What's he supposed to do? Imer, he says as follows Two Lugan that I will eventually pour off. Harehin Truma, those are Truma. Asara Maeserishain, ten Lugan that I'm eventually going to pour off and separate, those will be Maeserishain. Teisha Meiser Shani, nine Lugan that might end up separating, those are Meiser Shani. Chafeon Bez on top, Umechel, and he's Mechal that Meiser Shani. Veshaisa Miyad, and he can drink right away. Divra Meir, that's our mayor's opinion. Now, how's he able to do that? He didn't actually physically separate the Trumas and Meiseres, so why is he allowed to drink this wine? The answer is because we hold Yash Breira. Later on down the line, when he eventually gets a hold of a jug or a pitcher and pours off these two Lugan for Truma and ten Lugan for Meiser, so we say that Hover Hadavrl Mafreya, now that we see that this is Truma and Meiser, it must be that retroactively, Whatever he drank was really chulin. However, Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Yisrael, Rabbi Shimon, Eisrin, Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Yisrael, Rabbi Shimon, they ask for this. Clearly, they hold ein breira, and this is a case of talibidas atzmai. This has to do with himself because we're talking about him pouring off the truma and meiser. Now, talibidas acherim isle breira. Where do we see that Rabbi Huda does hold a breira? If the case is talibidas acherim, then now we have a mishnah. Mahi and ayamim. What's our status in those days? Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says, She's like an isha sesh for everything. But when he dies, it's a get. This is referring to a case where a fellow is very sick, and he gives a get to his wife and says, this is your get from today, if I die from this sickness. So the question is, so what's her status right now? Is she considered divorced or not? And Rabbi Huda says that when he dies, it is considered like she's divorced. And we know that ain't get achar misa. So the get can't be chal after he dies. It must be that the get was chal previously, before he died. So clearly we see that Rabbi Huda holds yash breira, and this is a case of talib das acherim. What's the das acherim? We're just waiting for when Hashem decides to take this fellow upstairs. So we see yash breira over here. And we continue asking on Rava. Amr of Mishashi Rava, of Mishashi Rava, 
according to some side of Rav it's Ravina, because Rav Mesharshi had just asked a question on Rava, but either which way the question is being asked on Rava, Harab Shimon, Rav Shimon also, to tell Das Atzmai, less Lebreira. When it's the case of Talib Das Atzmai, he doesn't hold a Breira. For Talib Das Acherim, it's Lebreira. But when it's Talib Das Acherim, he does hold a Breira. Talib Das Atzmai, less Lebreira, Had Amran. The case of Talib Das Atzmai that he doesn't hold a Breira is the one that we just quoted before, which was this wine case. Whereas Talib Das Acherim, it's Lebreira. What's the case of Talib Das Acherim that he holds a Breira? Titania Ebebreisa. Let's say a fellow tells a woman, Harini Bailech, Amanas Shirt Saaba. I'm going to be Bail you for Kidushin as long as my father approves. Now, what's this referring to? So, even though we know the standard Kidushin is giving a woman money and saying, a person could be Makadish a woman with Bia, which means he's bile her, and that's a Kiddushin. So here he's telling the woman, I'm going to be bile you, and it's going to be Kiddushin, but only on condition that my father agrees that I marry you. Now the Tanakhama tells us, even if the father doesn't want, it's still considered a Kiddushin. And that's because when a person has Bia, he doesn't want it to be considered Znos. And if the father doesn't want, that means it's not going to be a good Kiddushin, that means he was just Mizana with this woman, and he doesn't want that. So therefore, this fellow intends to be Makadish her, even without his father agreeing. However, Rabshim ben Yehuda, Rabshim ben Shimon, Rabshim ben Yehuda says in the name of Rabshim Shimon, Rato Av Mekudeshes. If the father wants, then she's Mekudeshes. Chafav Amaralaf on the top, Loi Rato Av Ena Mekudeshes. If the father doesn't want, she's not Mekudeshes. But what do we see from here? That when we have something that's Talib Dasa Cherim, this is all Talib on whether or not the father wants, we say that retroactively she would be Mekudeshes if the father gives it his approval. So we have this question on Rava, showing how someone could hold a Brera when it's Talib Dasa Cherim, but not hold a Brera when it's Talib Dasa Atzmai. So Amaralaf Rava responded, Bain Lerab Yehuda, Bain Lerab Shimon, Loi Shno Talib Dasa Atzmai. Really, both according to Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Shemin, it doesn't make a difference if we're talking about a case of Tabdas Atzmai or Tabdas Acherim. They do hold a Breira. Ah, but what about the case of the wine, where Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Shemin had argued with Rameir and said that Truman and Meister is not allowed to be taken off in this fashion, and it seemed to be that's because they hold Ain Breira? Over there, the reason was taught why they disagree, and it has nothing to do with Breira. It's because Amrullah Rameir, they told Rameir, Don't you agree that we're entering dangerous waters because maybe the Noid, the flask or the barrel is going to break and then all the wine is going to spill and it turns out that retroactively this guy drank Tevel. What did this guy do? He had a whole barrel of wine. He designated Truman Meiser which later on he's going to separate and then he drank some wine. Now let's say after drinking this wine the barrel breaks and the wine here that he was going to separate for Truman Meiser now spilled on the floor and was not actually separated. So it turns out retroactively that what he ended up drinking was Tevel and that's a big problem. So that's why we're not allowed to do this says Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon to Reb Meir. Amr lahem, Reb Meir responded them, okay, so when it breaks, we'll deal with that issue, but we're not really chashu that it's going to break, so therefore, I, Reb Meir, allow him to do this thing. So we see from here that Reb Yehud and Reb Shimon's argument with Reb Meir has nothing to do with Breira, it has to do with chashash, whether or not the barrel is going to break, and therefore Ravla successfully defended himself, but if you hold the Breira, you are going to hold of it in all circumstances. We're going to stop you for the day, pick up tomorrow with a brand new Mishnah. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.